0: Production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers.
1: What does it mean to be iconic and how can broadband providers get there? That's what we're going to talk about on this episode of Story Connect podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host with Pioneer, and I'm joined on this episode by Brian Rader, who is the president of MDU for Pavlov Media. Brian, thanks for joining me.
0: Andy, it's a pleasure to be here.
1: Now, we'll talk a little bit more about Pavlov and, and your role there, kind of what you guys are doing. But first, uh, I wanted to get into the topic. I thought it was really interesting. In the latest issue of Broadband Communities Magazine, uh, you had a column in there where you asked the question the headline, is your organization iconic? You referred to the book by Scott McCain um, titled Iconic, which I have added to my list on Goodreads to get into. But Let's go ahead and start right there. What does it mean um, for a, uh, an organization, particularly a broadband provider, to be iconic?
0: So it's a great place to start. You know, we, when we think about the broadband industry and, you know, more broadly, the cable TV industry, which got into broadband many years ago, our customer satisfaction scores as an industry are, are terrible. Um, and that's been a reality for many, many, many years, University of Michigan, Customer satisfaction studies have not given us good ratings. Um, uh, the big companies in our industry have not scored well. The smaller companies have not scored well. More recently, that those numbers have gotten better. But our customers' expectations have also increased over the last decade. So we're chasing a, a tail and having a hard time catching it. And I'm speaking about uh, the industry more broadly. We We fell in love with the book iconic because it set a North Star for service providers uh, to begin to achieve something special and in the book he covers four different stages of becoming iconic but what I liked most about the book was that it it gave a direction for ISPs to or managed service providers uh, to to achieve a level of customer experience, customer satisfaction that doesn't happen historically in this industry. And so the question I raised in the article is, you know, there are very few companies that ever truly achieve becoming iconic. Indianapolis, he brings up uh, a, a, a resort in Arizona uh, and mentions companies at one time or another, another like Southwest Airlines who achieved iconic status. I'm not sure they, they've they achieved that today, but they've been there before. Apple. Starbucks to name a few Nike another example and the question we had is can anybody in our industry get to that level of becoming iconic as a customer service organization and is that possible for someone in the broadband industry to achieve that so that that was really what drew me to the topic yeah
1: and you you mentioned those those companies and when i think of iconic companies you know a lot of those you mentioned Nike Coca-Cola you know some of the true icons out there but a company doesn't necessarily have to be everywhere and, you know, multi, multi billion dollar companies um, to be iconic. You don't have to be uh, on every street corner like a Starbucks in a big city or uh, somewhere like that. It, it can be it could be on a, on a much smaller scale, but still be iconic in your niche.
0: Right. That's right. And I think there uh, to that end, it's important to, to understand the different difference between customer satisfaction and customer dissatisfaction, and quite often it's not driven by having multi-billion dollar uh, enterprises to support that effort. In fact, it's the effort doesn't always require capital. It's um, the culture, it's, it's what your priorities are as an organization, and what happens when you don't satisfy a customer, how does the organization respond?
1: And that's a really good point because um, you know the the data is out there. I've seen it before. Where you know when you do when you do have an outage, when you do have a problem, um, that if you solve it the right way, then your customers are even even more tightly bonded to you after that because they've appreciated how how well you handled it. So I'm glad you brought that up. That it's not just the initial customer service, but also um, to take that approach to be iconic when when things go wrong can be a a big, a big part of it as well.
0: Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, in, in the book, he talks about the four stages. We happen to live in an industry that that is really in the first stage, which is sameness and sameness is this concept of we're selling uh, access to the internet. And a lot of providers look at their business as just providing access to the internet and you pay $70 a month, you get X speed, um, download might be this, upload might be that. And if you want greater speed, you pay for it and don't call us. And, you know, that's the relationship. That's what I call level one. And that's not good enough. Yeah. That's sameness.
1: Very, uh, very transactional kind of approach. Absolutely. To yeah. and,
0: and, you know, in some parts of our industry for many, many years that worked but our customer today doesn't accept sameness and the companies that only achieve sameness won't, won't last very long. And I think that's the the challenge that they'll face. Um, The second level he talks about is, is differentiation. And differentiation comes in a variety of different ways. Um, It can be the speed at which you connect your customer. It can be uh, the level of support, Um, having a a Wi-Fi device in the customer's home for single family, or in our case, in multifamily, having managed Wi-Fi and doing that uh, uh, because the connection isn't just at the outlet, it's at the device. And our customers are so mobile that it really comes down more to Wi-Fi than to just the connectivity. Right. Um, and then the third tier is differentiation. Uh, I'm sorry, distinction. And distinct is very hard to achieve. Uh, it's not just having a speed and a price and, and doing an install on time. It's being visible, accessible, accommodative, proactive with your customer. Uh, it, it, it's doing a, a variety of things. Maybe it's training the customer when they buy a new device or having access to train your customer. I think in some cases we're working as an example on having QR codes so our customer can access a live person immediately. I love the idea of, of one day having, rather than an 800 number with a call center uh, that answers phones and you just go into the queue, um, I love the idea of being able to have a one-touch button that takes you to a video concierge who can support your internet connectivity issues in a way that is actually going to support uh, your um, uh, your um, uh, experience. and. A lot of our customers, when they have issues, and I'm speaking broadly about broadband customers, it's it's a customer issue. It's an education issue. It may not be a service provider issue. And so, how we interact with a customer, whether it's text, chat, by phone, or or by video call, which I think is a great way to create distinction, is an area of opportunity for all of us. And then that fourth level is where you have such loyalty that your brand actually stands for something that even transcends the broadband in- industry. Uh, and as we, as you you know, Southwest airlines, Coca-Cola,
1: sure.
0: uh, Nike, Starbucks, when you hear these brands, there's something you think about that's unique not to their product category, but it, it, it actually transcends their product category. And so we, we look at that as the, the, the final layer of, 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 uh, of creating, of optimizing customer satisfaction.
1: Yeah. And I'd like to, I'd like to talk more about that level four uh, in a second, but to go back to level three, because I think that, you know, in the column um, that you've, you wrote in the magazine, uh, you mentioned some of the things and, and there's some of the words that, that I've heard folks in our industry use, um, you know, you, you mentioned creating an environment of trust, transparency, responsiveness, visibility, focus. Um, yeah, all those are, are good things. Um, obviously, along the way, it can, can help build some of that distinction. And, you know, from reading your column from this discussion, you know, even to get to that level three, it, it goes a lot. Um, it goes much farther than just having, uh, like you said, a great product and then having a great ad campaign. I mean, for somebody even to get to level three, much less level four, it really kind of has to seep into the culture of the company and and go really beyond anything that that anybody's gonna you know run on an ad or or come up with a great slogan. It's got to run really deep. It sounds like
0: it has. It has to run deep. It has to be authentic and genuine. And uh, I, I saw a fiber to the home provider recently um, uh, p- published a uh, picture of the very first customer they ever installed a year ago. And they brought 18 staff members to this customer's home to celebrate it. And they came back one year later and did it again. And I think that genuine affection for your consumer has to go beyond the salesperson, beyond the marketing campaign. It has to be real. Um, What happens during a Super Bowl if you have an internet outage? What happens on Friday night after five when there's an issue um, on the network, does somebody uh, c- contact the customer proactively or do you send a broadcast email or a text or only wait for the customer to call and complain? Uh, th- those are things that are, are different approaches to how we manage consumer.
1: Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, um, you know. Pavlov Media, I don't know if you where you guys where you feel like you guys are on that that scale. And and let's talk about maybe some things that that you guys do to, if not get you all the way to uh, iconic, then at least move you down the line. And then we can get into what you've seen some other ISPs do to, to head in that, that direction. But kind of outline right? for us a little bit about what you guys do and, and kind of where you would put yourself and and why on that scale.
0: Pavlov Media has been around for around 30 years. Our focus has always been on the multifamily industry, which got the um, redheaded stepchild service uh, traditionally from the, the um, cable and internet providers. Uh, it's a very different business. And so we saw an opportunity to be specialists uh, in an industry full of generalists. And so we really built our focus in launching managed Wi-Fi services in multifamily buildings nationwide. Our focus is on student housing and and traditional apartment communities. Um, and we're heavy in Sunbelt areas, Florida to Texas to Arizona and many Midwest markets as well. We also have a fiber to the home model and we are uh, building infrastructure in rural areas that are adjacent to some of the multifamily markets that we operate in. For us to be iconic, it's it's a very interesting uh, question and it's one that we've taken to our team and said, how can we challenge ourselves to get to that level? I think in our business, as I said earlier, a lot of ISPs are sameness. They think about themselves as utilities. My customer has to have it as long as it works, everybody's happy. but that's that's not unique that you can't survive on that model. Uh, Because that's not right. Things do happen, whether you created it or your customer creates it, there will be service interruptions. So we, we looked at it and looked at the landscape and said, where are we on that level of, of sameness versus iconic? And uh, we we see a lot of differentiation in our model. We think we are doing a great job of creating differentiation. And today we feel like we are distinct, Um, but we also believe that our competition Is always getting stronger and we want to get to the ultimate, the ultimate level. So some of the things we're looking at now is, is our, we're a grow an organization that's growing quite quickly now. How do you continue to uh, drive your culture when you're growing by 50 to a hundred percent over the next couple of years in terms of of staff? And that's a challenge that we see. Um, How do your customers perceive you as you're growing and how do you continue to out- outwork your competition and, and providing excellent customer service. So we're looking for unique ways to become iconic. Uh, we we want to identify service interruptions before they happen. But if they happen, we want to get in touch with our customer immediately after to make sure that all the lights came back on, that everything's working properly. Um, we want to check on our customers. We want to be visible at, at every uh, every location along the way. And those are some of the things that we're working on today. The, the definition of being iconic is not defined by the broadband provider. It's defined by the broadband customer. And when you Good ask point. a unhappy broadband customer, "What's why are you unhappy? They don't see value in the product. They think you're invisible. Uh, they are tired of these service interruptions. They think you don't care. And they will switch to another provider when those things happen. We have identified those uh, touch points and we are resourcing to solve uh, for those for the long term in ways that delight the customer, not just uh, um, achieve what the customer is asking. We want to go way above and beyond that. And we we track it with uh, net promoter scores. Um, we track it with unhappy customers that call us with a problem, and we track it on nor- on a normalized basis with customers on a day you know on a just a regular occurrence and in, in uh, experiencing our our product.
1: Sure. Well said. Are there folks in the the broadband provider space? And I know you said at the at the beginning, um you know that it is an industry that particularly looking at some of the big national brands. Um, it's near the bottom of the barrel with the some of those overall satisfaction scores. Um, are there folks, you know, when, when I think through, you know, who, what brands are iconic, you know, I could think of some individual things. Um, you know, we've done podcast episodes with folks that went so far as to when they got out of the the TV business, they were, you know, connecting, uh, antennas on houses of, of their, uh, co-op members because they, they wanted the, them to keep the TV service. We've, um, you know, we had a recent episode about somebody who's got a, a, an ice cream truck. They drive around the neighborhoods, giving out ice cream to, you know, the areas they serve. I mean, there's some folks doing some really cool things, but no single thing like that is enough to make a brand iconic. I think you would agree. Are no. there, uh, is there anybody that you've seen even going back a few years, um, in the the fiber space, um, that you feel like that has, has, has been, or, or is iconic at, at one point or another?
0: I think there's only one example that uh, we point to, and it was short-lived, but it it is worth mentioning, and that is when Google Fiber uh, went through a process of 500 cities applying to be the first fiberhood, and they generated an incredible amount of enthusiasm in Kansas City in 2012 and 2013 when they launched Google Fiber. They had a, a retail store the energy in the local market, the civic pride. Uh, there there was a real affection for Google Fiber. There was pride in Kansas City for being first. And I think for a moment, uh, there was, um, I would call that iconic performance in our industry. Uh, having said that, it was short-lived. When they moved to other markets over time, they, they didn't bring that same passion or energy or desire to satisfy the customer in the same way that they did in the first market. So I would say it wasn't sustainable. It's possible that it wasn't their core competency, and maybe they weren't resourcing it properly as they grew the model beyond Kansas City. But for that brief moment in the first 18 months, I would call that the closest example to iconic status I've seen in the broadband space thus far.
1: Yeah, that was certainly... um... A Like you said, short lived, but you're, you're right. That was a point in time when you can say that was somebody that, that differentiated themselves that, you know, it certainly seemed like um, a kind of a different approach there. Last question for you. If there's a if there's a broadband provider out there, or really any organization out there um, and wherever they are, whether they're stuck in in that first phase with a lot of sameness, um, maybe they're even on the second or third level. Uh, what's some advice that you might have for them if, if trying to trying to get there, if if not all the way to iconic status, then at least making some progress in that direction? What advice would you have for those folks?
0: My my suggestion would be to get out in front and talk to your customers, and have a lot of your staff talk to your customers. Don't let it just be uh, the director of marketing or the customer. Service manager. I think you have to get much broader within your organization. Let the customer guide you to what iconic means in your market and talk to your competitors, customers, both satisfied and unsatisfied customers. As I said earlier, you know, the definition of iconic can't be defined by the broadband provider. It has to be defined by your customer. And I think listening to them is critical. Doing a customer satisfaction survey or a scorecard is just not enough you have to listen uh to what it truly means to be iconic and and to get to that level of uniqueness and then sit back and say how can i resource properly to capture that that objective uh and 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 uh, look for an roi analysis in doing so we believe in our business that it makes sense to do this and that becoming iconic has to be your north star has to be our north star in our business and i think every company should be pursuing that if you only pursue differentiation which is better than sameness you won't last very long it's not hard for a competitor to 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 lap you and and perform better than you if that's your only goal
1: well said I appreciate that and I appreciate the the insights and for you uh sharing those with us here on on this episode thanks Brian
0: thanks Andy really appreciate it
1: is brian rader he's the president of mdu for pavlov media his column appeared in the broadband communities magazine issue of july of uh, 2023 and the book he referenced um, in there was iconic by scott mccain so good resources all the way around for you there my name is andy johns your host with pioneer and until we talk again keep telling your story
0: StoryConnect is produced by Pioneer Utility Resources, a communications cooperative that is built to share your story. Story StoryConnect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio,